Welcome everybody back to another session of Influencer Insights, where I have newly upcoming model Janelle Abustamante uh, joining us from Edmonton, Alberta today, where she says the weather is nice. And I'm glad to hear that because we're We've got that in common. It's nice here today as well. Uh, Janelle just started modeling kind of through the COVID years. And so she kind of got a, a start maybe later than expected, but she's been just rolling with it ever since. And we're really excited to see the things that she's done and she's been able to do. Uh, she's also had some great health issues in, in her lifetime. And so she's going to share a little bit of that as we get along the story. So Janelle, welcome. Glad to have you here. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on your show today. I look forward to chatting with you. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's just really good to hear your story and, and hear that your, your modeling has started. Uh, so do you want to give us a little background on how you got into the modeling thing just off the top for everybody listening? Yeah, uh, for sure. So it sort of started for me when COVID started. That was uh, when I kind of launched yeah. my modeling career. Um I guess what kind of prompted that was when my youngest daughter, so I've got two kids, ages eight and five, awesome. my daughter started kindergarten. So that kind of gave me time in the day to kind of focus on my hobbies and interests. And yes. yeah, that's kind of where I started researching about like agencies, how to kind of get started. I um, connected with Patty Faulkner Agency from Calgary. Okay. And I've been with them for three years. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, it's been quite fun and kind of an ongoing learning process. And it, but it's been it's been fun. I've been enjoying it, and it's been great connecting with people, meeting new people, and absolutely. When you started, did you like go do a shoot or like a test shoot, and then submit it to the agency, or did you just start looking for agencies, or how did you start that way? I did start like submitting just some like selfie kind of stuff because at the time I didn't have any professional shots. So I just right. like got some kind of nice photos, yep. sent them to a, few, to a few different agencies locally. Um, I heard back from Patty Faulkner agency. So I ended up um, going down there in person for oh, kind cool. of like an issue. They wanted to represent me. So it kind of went from there and then that kind of got me in the door and then I just did a lot of those TFPs and I still do them. And and has that all been local in Edmonton or you've been Calgary back and forth and stuff for TFP or? I would say mainly Edmonton for me locally. Um, I have done some collaborations in Calgary, Cool, but mainly Edmonton area. Local area. So was modeling something that you always dreamed of as a kid or did you what kind of sparked the interest in it again? Well, I guess for me, I've always liked photography and fashion and kind yes. of idea of modeling. Art. I've never really considered doing it until the last couple of years. And that's okay. kind of been kind of a neat journey for me because right. I've always kind of been more of a reserved kind of quieter person. So sure. for me, yeah, it was kind of stepping outside of my, my shell and out of my comfort zone, yeah. but kind of challenging myself in a positive way because I, I enjoy it. Like I do like it. So it's just kind of, yeah, getting over that kind of hurdle and, and I've yeah. been doing it's fun. Have you had any chance to get any gigs yet? Have you been any shows or anything like that yet? Or? I have had a few gigs. Cool. Um, nothing big or kind of major yet. I 
I'm still kind of just doing collaborations, keeping my eye out for like any upcoming gigs, like fashion shows and stuff like that. I know, I know a lot of people can, once they kind of participate in Western Canada Fashion Week or the Ethno Fashion Gala, it kind of kicks off from there for them. So I've yet to be in that. So I'm kind of keeping my eye out for something like that in in the spring, fall. Yeah kind of a launching stage somewhere right so yeah what uh what's kind of been your experience with the the industry so far i mean sometimes you connect with different photographers or whatever and it's a little some people are put off right away or uh you know you run into other models that are helpful or not helpful and that sort of thing how's that been for you honestly it's i've had a good experience i i know it's kind of an industry where there's you have to kind of keep an eye out for who you're shooting with. Like I've, I've heard of other models have quite invasive kind of stories and experiences. So thankfully I haven't had any, I like to do my research and I'm kind of very cautious on who I shoot with and what kind of shoots that I do. So I'd only do ones that like are comfortable for me and kind of my, yeah, my, my personal kind of modesty to stuff yep. like that. Make sure who I shoot with knows what I'm what kind of shoot I'm good for, like good yep. do ones I'm not. I've met some really nice people through the networking. I haven't worked with too many models. I've done a few gigs with two other models, but typically it's just kind of my one-on-one with a photographer kind of thing. What's been with- your favorite style of shooting like have you done some out- outdoors have you done some studio and- I've done both I I have to say that there's been quite a few that I've had some really better I guess are one of my favorite kind of shoots I've done I worked with a friend of mine and a photographer for like a worldwide fashion competition so we still oh, cool. haven't those images back yet I'm really excited to to see those that was quite quite fun and kind of a long but fun day like it took pretty much the whole day to kind of get my makeup and hair done and it was a lot of work but very fun one of those days where you get to play pretend or dress up or whatever it was as a kid for real like that's fun right so yeah yeah Yeah. that's right it's like dress up with nowhere to go right yeah (laughs) perfect at least you get a photo you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly well we're looking forward to seeing some of some of that stuff. If if somebody was was kind of starting where where you were starting, would would you have some advice for them? Things that you found that worked really well, kind of deciding to do this, or or some things that you would have changed, maybe done differently right off the start. Um, I guess some of the advice that I'd give them would be just to to keep an open mind and don't uh like run yourself down too much by over booking yourself to where you become overwhelmed and kind of like burn out because. Right. You kind of go like all gung ho and try to do all this and that. It's easy to kind of lose that kind of drive and stamina if you kind of overbook yourself. So kind of just pace yourself, persistent at it. And yeah, don't have an expectation to meet a certain requirement at a certain time. You just kind of have to take it as it comes and right. enjoy it. And yeah, just give it time. Sometimes things just come together and sometimes it takes a little bit more effort, right? But to keep yes, yeah. resisting. That's good. Yeah, exactly. like that. Did you ever have a have a week where you're like, I booked 16 shoots and I wish I never did that kind of thing? Or was it? Yeah. yeah? Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like 
you know, there's all these things that, you know, whether it's people connecting with you to collaborate or you're kind of replying to castings and, and such like that, it can, it's all exciting. But then once you have yeah. it all on the calendar, you're like, ah, like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kids still got to go to school, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's been times like that for sure. But then once those are done, I'm kind of like, okay, now I just got to pace myself for the next ones. Don't book too many all in one week or. <laughs> yeah. Like Spread so, out a little bit down the line there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Balance, right? <laughs> Balance. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Right. So. Yeah. So you're, you're a mom, you've got two kids. Uh, they're very busy. Can you tell us a little bit more about kind of what you do behind the camera, or I guess off the camera and stuff like that, that people maybe wouldn't know about you? Um, well, right now I'm, I'm a stay at home mom. So this is kind of like my kids keep me quite busy with my daughter being in school. That's kind of where sure. I want to move forward and kind of focusing more on myself when I can and kind of learning my hobbies and kind of just pursuing things that I never really had the opportunity to before. Yeah, just kind of starting out and trying to navigate where to go from here and all this. What kept you from moving into modeling sooner in life besides kids? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'd have to say my mental health challenge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, what, uh, that started young or did it? Yes. Um, I guess in elementary, that was when it started for me. Okay. I was quite depressed as a child and it didn't kind of get full, full force or whatever until junior high. And so most of my life up until three to four years ago were kind of lost, oh like, or like being in hospital. Oh, well. So a big chunk of my life was kind of, it's hard because I'm 33 now and just starting out in this stuff. But most people, I guess, start younger. But I, yeah, life goes on, even though my life kind of stood still for quite a few years, quite, yeah, a lot of years, over a decade. So back in elementary, were you kind of alone as a kid going through this stuff? Or because I know maybe it 20 years ago, mental health stuff wasn't quite the same, you know, focus it is now. So how, how did, how did you navigate those kind of things? Do you have friends that you talked with or parents or how did that part go? My family was, they were involved. My mom was always quite involved. Um, I was just a very quiet, shy, reserved child, like mm. extremely, extremely shy. So I think even things that I struggled with, I didn't even mention to my mom I just internalized everything and kind of just kept everything to myself so I kind of just struggled on my own on your own oh man that's tough but as a kid too I mean correct me where I'm wrong here but sometimes you feel like maybe maybe you can't say that or maybe there's something wrong with you and you don't want there to be something wrong with you right or or whatever right those things are hard to to express in those matters right so well, that was exactly it. Yeah. Just worrying, right? You don't want people to think this or you don't want something to be wrong. So you're I'm just not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And did that get any worse through high school or was it kind of just everything? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, like I said, in, in junior high was when it got quite bad where mm-hmm. my 
um, teacher actually had to phone my mom and say that she was concerned that she has a very depressed, like that my mom has a very depressed daughter at school. And my mom was kind of a little bit like she was kind of surprised because I think I always tried to put on kind of a a happy face, kind of like when I went home. But it was like during the day, I don't think anyone really knew what I was going through, Mm -hmm. being around people, being in a school setting. So she didn't see that side of me when I was at school. And I think another part like being a parent that is so important like even for me with my kids is like when your child's gone for you know half the day you really don't know what they're going through yeah yeah and so it's it's so important to try to engage and kind of talking to them it is hard though I have to say because even for my own kids it's like you ask how their day is and good they don't yeah. really want to collaborate, right? But kids hate talking about school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, it's it's important. I think even just to check in with teachers on how your child's doing, or you know, who they're are they hanging around kids at school, or are they more by themselves? Because right. I I always kept to myself, and um, it was very isolating, lonely, depressing time yeah and then I yeah I actually used to uh spend most of my lunches in the bathroom stalls (laughs) just to avoid being out around people Mm. and so I just wanted to disappear I didn't want to be noticed I um yeah I just was kind of in my own head didn't want to be around people so for me Staying in there was kind of my safe space. And those things are, it's surprising how you think it's only a high school thing, but it starts to go beyond that as well, right? Into your 20s as well, right? And I'm sure even in relationships that you've had, that's kind of played parts in how how that well that's gone or not, right? So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I missed out on, yeah, over half my life. So I never really had kind of a typical teenage adulthood. I never went to my own graduation. Um, Mm -hmm. I graduated. I just didn't walk across stage. I never went to parties. I never hung out with friends. It was quite different from, you know, the typical, I guess, people my age back then. And um, yeah, I, I guess I was admitted into the hospital when I was 15 mm. and that was I have had over a handful suicide attempts too wow. many to count <laughs> those were very rough rough years I um I had quite a few rounds of ECT which is like shock therapy and um TMS treatments, which is kind of the lesser invasive of the two, kind of more of a magnetic kind of thing to help like with depression and stuff. Yeah, It helped for a while, but it always kind of went back to kind of how it was. And um, yeah, so I was inpatient for many years, outpatient for probably more of those years. Well, my life was, like I said, on, on hold for for a while up until the last couple of years. What was kind of the catalyst for change? Did you just decide that 
you didn't want to live that way anymore? Did you, did somebody reach out and give you some help or did you find the right help or how, how did that go to? I think for me, it just over the years of dealing with mental health, being in a hospital, being in treatments, being on medications, you kind of, it's kind of hard to not grow or kind of learn more from yourself. Like over the years, I kind of knew what worked for me, what wasn't. And I sort of took things actually kind of into my own hands with kind of what I felt was kind of what I felt was like right for me, what I didn't think was working for me. I did a lot of, you know, self analyzing just in my own time, naturally, just kind of reevaluating, you know, triggers, things that, that caused my mood or things to change. And a lot of, it was a lot of mental work and it still is to try to navigate through feelings and triggers and stuff like that. But like I said, it's kind of like over time, you kind of just grow as a person naturally. And um, that was when I kind of took a step away from being in the hospital after, well, after my kids were born, I was hospitalized back again. It was quite rough for a while. Yeah, that's a tough time to begin with. So Yes. <laughs> uh, and then I guess up until three or four years ago, I guess four, I separated from my husband, moved to St. Albert. And that was kind of like a a turning point, kind of a a life changing kind of thing. And so I did a lot of like mental work to try to, I guess, think like, how can I better my life for myself, for the kids, moving back to St. Albert from Edmonton. I grew up in St. Albert. So it was kind of like, Oh, good. A new chapter, sort of, closer to family. Um, And it was tough at first. It was quite a big adjustment being on my own um, with the kids. But my parents were nearby to kind of help. And the first year, yeah, was tough. And then after that, it just things just kind of started to adjust and adapt. Now I can say like I'm I'm content. I, I I'm kind of slowly finding my my way. What are some of the I guess actions that you took to to analyze? Was it, was it listing stuff, reading, journaling? Do you have morning rituals? Some people like to meditate, you know that kind of thing. So I actually don't. I I wish those things were stuff that I I <laughs> like to use as tools sure. because I know other people find like journaling or yoga or meditating for me i guess i just i don't know that that's never really oh never really been my kind of thing i would just say since i'm a deep thinker and analyzer i just think think a lot how i could do things differently or for me taking the step into modeling was a big thing as well because i find that's actually brought a small but yet big piece at the same time into my into my life is kind of a a thing for myself outside of like being a mom dealing with mental health issues and it's been a good balance i've never really had time to even figure out my hobbies or or interests as a child i my mom and dad had us involved in everything like piano sports gymnastics karate choir like I was exposed to 
like everything pretty much. um, I lost all of that, like when I got sick. So I'm sort of just trying to get back into, into things. And when you're dealing with mental health for so many years, you kind of lose your identity. You don't really know. Cause like when you could last think of like happiness or when you were, yeah, happy as, as a, as a child before this started, you're a completely different like person than you are now as an adult. Right. So it's like, in a way, like, I think even though a person suffering through mental health, or whether it's mental health or addictions or whatever, you come out a stronger person, you come out more wiser, more knowledgeable, and hopefully can find your way and help encourage others. Like in this journey, I've um known quite a few people who have died from suicide even recently lost a friend um to addiction yeah Yeah, and mental health challenges that's also tough too when you're like it's different when you're struggling people almost like think oh well i'm struggling with stuff like that doesn't matter but when you see a friend or someone else struggle, whether it's through the same thing or something different, it just, it really hits differently as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not you, it's you're watching someone go through stuff. And it's, that was very eye opening too. And, and I'm just thankful looking back onto my life, like how many times I came close to not being here I went through quite a few years of self-harm as well. I deeply regret that. Like looking back, I'm like, oh, I just wish, you know, if you could only look at your younger self and know where you're at in your yes. future self, like where you are now, it's like, I hadn't yeah. Done that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad that you didn't because, um, Hope hope that things could have turned around maybe sooner for you, but at the same time, we're we're glad that you're still here and you're able to share your story because we know that a lot of people are feeling struggling and feeling the same way, right? Where they, they there's no other way out, and that's that's never true for anybody listening. Like that's never true. There's always always a way to get back on track or pull yourself out of those places. Because yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that we all face things that are just ugly. Right? You get in our own heads, like you say, and. I can't get out of them. I have to say, like, there's, there's so much stigma as well. And around like mental health and actually a lot of it's like the stigma and kind of rude comments that I've had were actually from healthcare professionals themselves. Really? uh, My goodness. I know other people who have had the same, Mainly when you're in Emerge, like they don't really understand mental health challenges. But I really hope that changes over time. I know like from 10 years ago and stuff, there's a lot more awareness now going on. And I'm glad like there's things like your podcast kind of normalizing like people Mm -hmm. out there in the industry as well as having mental health, because I think it's a lot more common than people think. And we're we're all kind of realizing that right like i mean it's it's like being sick anywhere else right i mean it's, there's nothing wrong with you it's just something you're you're working through right and and it's not fair to people yeah. to put them in a box and say that there's okay they're crazy or whatever the word is right uh, because yes. we all still have ways to contribute in the circumstances we're going through right so 
Yeah, that's right. We honestly just need someone that's consistent, someone that is just there to kind of lend an ear. I always like that quote says something like, you know, I'll I'll sit with you in the dark. And it's sort of like you don't have no one can really change or or help you per se, but just having someone being committed to just being there with you through those times while you go through it can definitely yeah. make a world of a difference without yeah. any kind of condescending connotation or that's just actually ridiculous. Like some of the stuff I've heard is it's bizarre that people it is bizarre. Yeah. And it, like now I'm glad I can look back and laugh about it, but right. I'm like Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Cause that, uh, like I said, that's just huge stuff and, and people, people need to know they're not alone. So what's yeah. the, uh, kind of the plans in the future for Janelle and your modeling? Do you have things lined up? You got some pictures that I said you're coming. So do you have other shoots lined up and things you want to do? Yes. Yeah. I have quite a few shoots lined up already for the next month or two. What I'm wanting to I guess work towards kind of my goal for the next few years would be to attend the Western Canada Fashion Week. Usually it's hosted at West Ed. I've heard a lot of great things about that. It's kind of a great experience to have that opportunity to walk across the stage for designers. And a lot of people find that's kind of their career launch from there onwards. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting connected and hopefully have the opportunity for that. Yeah. Also, the Ethno Fashion Gala hosted in Edmonton as well. I know a couple of photographers who have photo shoots in that as well. So I'm hoping to have the opportunity to partake in that in the near future. Awesome. I guess one thing I've thought about for a couple of years now would be I would really like to write a book, like my own biography story and get get my story out there like many other yeah, people. Yeah. You should definitely do that. I think that would be a huge help. That's awesome. Sounds like you've got some great plans and focuses to go on because that's just the way it works. Just keep moving forward in what you're doing. So that's really awesome. How, how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to uh, follow you or connect with you on social media or you know, send you a message and say how great it was that you, you know, shared your story? What uh, how do people do that? Um, well, the best way to reach me would be my Instagram account. So that would be Janelle.pfm. That's my Instagram account. And yeah, I'm always open to DMs, even emails if people want to send an email. But sure, sure Instagram would kind of be my main platform for that. So cool. I would definitely love to hear from other people. If they have any questions, want to connect collaborate that would be where they could reach me awesome for anybody listening please go give janelle a follow and some likes on her photos just because um, they're awesome if you haven't been onto her page already but also just to say thank you for uh giving her time this morning to to talk to us about her journey and where she started and where she's going and what she's been through in between so that's uh, really awesome and we really appreciate that a lot there janelle so well, thank you so much. I really appreciate being on the show. And it was quite an honor to have the opportunity to hop on here and chat with you and have this platform to connect with other people going through similar things. Said it well there. That's perfect. Do you have 
one final thought for anybody listening that you'd uh, just want to send them some encouragement before we? Yes, for sure. I, for anyone that's starting out in this industry, whether they're, you know, modeling and struggling with mental health or, you know, whether it's being a photographer or whatever, I just always, always just keep moving forward. Don't give up despite the criticism out there. You just have to do a lot of self-talk and just keep moving forward. Like it's so hard to get beaten down by either your own self and in, in your thoughts or, you know, comments from others, but just be confident in who you are. Keep going. Know that if you're at a low point, when you're in it, it honestly seems like there's no way out and it seems impossible. And to yourself in that state, it that's how it is and that's how it feels. But keep at it day by day, hour by hour. And, you know, in time, hopefully it doesn't take over 15 years like it did for me. But you know what? It's it's better late than never. And connect, network with people, just reach out and just just know that you're not alone. Always people willing to help and and be there. The world's not as dark as it seems. Absolutely. No, well said. Thank you so much, Janelle. Uh, looking forward to seeing you. Maybe some people catch up with you at the Western Canadian Fashion Show and uh, or the other places that we might see down the road. But uh, thanks for your time today. And yes, thank you too. Enjoy your weekend. You as well. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate the time you've given us today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd encourage you to subscribe yourself and share this with a friend. And while I have your attention, if you're a model or you're an influencer and you're looking to become better known in the industries, one of the best ways to succeed is by increasing your mental stamina and bringing strong levels of personal confidence to the table. If that's something you've been looking for, I'm inviting you to join me, Coach Ben, for Model Mindset Mentoring, during which each session we'll meet talk through roadblocks to your path, dissect damaging lies or repeat themselves over and over, build actionable steps to take you to the Wonder Woman or Man levels of confidence, giving your career the liftoff you need. This process is a lot like a weekly mental retreat where you bring all the burdens of the week, they're dropped off, and you leave with a renewed strength of a supermodel owning the catwalk of your career. So if that's something you're interested in, feel free to message me on Instagram at benq.coach or join our Facebook group. You'll find the links in the show notes below. Look forward to working together. Thank you.